did God rain hellfire down on the city, um, it he destroyed every structure, every life, all the animals, and all of the vegetation. He basically whoa, whoa, whoa. What did the wildflower do to upset God in this particular area? Wildflower? Like, well, every vegetation, every plant, oh, every yes. er, everything. I mean, can you just imagine like some kind of sentient wildflower out there? And it's <laughs> the just fuck did I do? <laughs> yeah, like oh wait, so because I'm sitting next to these fucks, I get in trouble too. <laughs> fuck you, God. Hey, God the lesson there is: be careful who you associate with. <laughs> 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 don't, don't you dare associate with those sexually immoral. Hello, heathens, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with your hosts, Godless Engineer and Caitlin. Now, let's get into the Bible. Well, hello guys. Welcome back to the Daily Bible Podcast. Um, I'm Godless Engineer. I'm Caitlin. And uh, today we're going to be getting into some um, incest as well as uh, destruction as as God likes to do. And um, also God not being omniscient, but being omniscient at the same time. It's going to be awesome. Also, we're talking about butt sex. Ooh, butt sex? Yes. I mean, sort of, the, the people in the city, they try. They try to buttfuck angels. Resisting. <laughs> hey, we didn't even make it 30 seconds without butt sex. But it's in the Bible. This book is really inappropriate for children. And it's, it's a struggle for me to get through it without mentioning some kind of anal sex with homosexuals. I mean, why does it have to be with homosexuals? Like, why can't it just be? We're really off topic here. Okay, let's go. You want to start over? <laughs> No, let's just go. Let's go into it. Okay. Well, so last week, let's do our little little recap here. Last week we talked about um, the birth of Ishmael, right? And we talked about um, God's covenant with Abraham and circumcision, right? So now we're moving on. We're moving on to Genesis chapter 18. And here... Um, God and two angels appear to Abraham in the form of humans. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, so my first question, right out the gate, if there is a God, why would he not still do this? Like, why does God no longer appear to humans? I mean, it happened a long time ago, apparently, when nobody can verify that it happened. So, so why would he still, why, why would he not do this anymore? Um, I don't know, but uh, I think a better question is, is why do we lock up people that say that God talks to them now? Well, so that's my next thing. Like if someone came to you and told you that they were God, you'd think they were fucking crazy and you'd laugh at them and like you'd have them committed. I mean, they would be completely committed, but Christians who claim to believe in God and in Jesus and all these things, if someone came to them and did that. Would they really believe? Like, do Christians really believe? Because I have a feeling that if if somebody came, like, we're going to get into this not today, but on Thursday, I think, about Isaac and and God telling Abraham to kill Isaac. Like, if somebody came to a Christian and told them to kill their child, would they? said If they said, I'm God, 
and I want you to kill your son. Would they? Well, now, you have to understand, at least down here in the South, in my own experience, most uh, most people have two different ideas of what God speaking to them means. The, the first way is God speaking, speaking through the, to them like through events that happen in their life or feelings that they get. Like it's not a literal voice. But then you got the crazy fox. <laughs> and even the Christians around here look at you with a queer eye and 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 they're they're just like maybe you should go and see a psychiatrist for that shit. <laughs> Windex ain't gonna rub that crazy out. But the crazy that we're talking about, that shit happened in the Bible. This this is their holy book. So I mean, this book is your blueprint for how God speaks to you. And if God speaks to people like this, why would a Christian not believe if someone came to them and did the same exact thing that's in this book? Um, well, I, I don't think that there's a good answer for that, um, I, I, because I, I think that in my own personal view, I mean, they, they have this societal, you know, box that they live in. And if something is outside that box, they're not going to agree that it's God, you know? And, and so, I mean, if you really think about it, every, every Christian out there has this societal like box that they live in that that's where God lives. Like that's where God is good. God is great. And if God tells you to do something within those confines, then it's God talking to you and God proclaiming it and everything like that. So when God is good, they believe in God. When God is bad, then that's not really God. God's loving, all caring, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a lot like saying, hey, every single fucking number is positive. It's like, well, what about negative one? That's not a number. It, 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 but, but it is. Well, true. It, it, it applies to the same thing with God, though. I mean, it's like, oh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Well, I mean, if you confine it to only the times that you feel is good, then of course God's going to be good all the time. When you expand it out to, you know, the, the, the worst things, uh, you either have to... Like when God sends 42 bears to kill children? Yeah, like that. That's uh, good. Or or pastoral rape of children. Oh, yeah. I've heard that can be good. <laughs> what? You were for, talking to priests or something? The priest. what the? <laughs> I mean, I was, I, was, I was raised Catholic, so, you know. <laughs> well, no, uh, no. Uh, but, but... I, I'm, I'm, the lawyers would like me to say, this happens every episode, that child rape is never good. And in, in, in any sense at all, ever. Please continue. <laughs> well, uh, no, you, you, see, Christian, when you, when you bring up, like, the rape and everything like that, Christians will either go two directions. Either know that's evil, horrible, and God wouldn't have done that, which then you could come at them with the whole free will nonsense and God's plan for us and everything. There's a lot of contradictory argument argumentation that you can have that way. Uh, but there's there's the other kind of Christian who's like, oh, yeah, well, God has a plan for everybody, and for some reason uh, God meant for that child to be raped when they were five. Like, that, that is something that God planned, and it is good. We don't know why. We can't understand why, but we know that God can only be good. So that means child rape is good when, when it happens. I do not know a single person who would say that child rape is good. 
Well, I mean, I don't either, but uh, like I don't know anybody. But, but you're I mean, just I've saying heard... the justification. Well, yeah, no, but 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 I mean, I've heard people argue it that way. That it, you know, if if a child gets raped, that that is something that God has put in their life to have them overcome it for some odd reason. That's like, I, I, I just don't... never okay. That's never okay. Like that's not a thing. That's not a fucking thing. What's wrong? These people need to be committed. Well, I, I mean, when, when you get to that point, you can you can rest, rest assured you can dismiss you know any any kind of argument they have for a moral morality off of God because I mean there there's no way that anybody can sit there and be like oh yeah I would totally sit there and watch a pastor rape a kid because that's what God wanted. Well, of, of course, then then they would come back with well God put you there so you could stop him. When God is indistinguishable from fucking happenstance, maybe your God is a goddamn real. God works in mysterious ways, John. Oh, fuck mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so let's continue. Let's continue here. So the three visitors come to Abraham. All right, they visit Abraham and Sarah, and Abraham and Sarah fall all over themselves to take care of the angels and God. I mean, of course, right? They give him water. Abraham goes and picks out the most tender calf and slaughters the fuck out of it and gives it to a servant to cook. Do, 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 do you think that, that like they were sitting there talking while the calf was being slaughtered? <laughs> and, I don't and, know. Like, and like he was like, yeah, we came down here to deliver a message. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but when I was looking up thumbnails for the for the image for for this particular podcast, there were some where they had the three men and Abraham, and there was an altar, and Abraham was killing the calf in front of them. That that is not said in the Bible. So, like, here's here's what it says in Genesis. Uh, this is chapter, or I'm sorry, chapter 18, one through eight, and it says, uh, "The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre." While he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day, Abraham looked up and saw the three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed down to the ground. Um, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way. Now that you have come to your servant. Very well, do as you say. Um, and then he says... He hurried into the tent to get Sarah. Quick, he said, get three uh, C's, S-E-A-H-S. Um, it's, it's 20 quarts of flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd, selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. Then he brought some curds and milk uh, and the calf that had been prepared and set them before them. I I just can't help but to think what the casual conversation is while you're slaughtering a calf, like while the calf's screaming. You're like, oh, yeah, I had a pretty good day today. You know, I killed some fucks over there on the eastern territories. <laughs> well, you, I mean, if if you're doing it right, like in the Jewish way, the, in, in I mean, he's a Jew, right? Abraham right. is a Jew, so there are Jewish laws in regards to killing, preparing, and serving food. Right? It's kosher. It's the of how to be kosher and so abraham likely would have had to follow the rules of slaughtering which means the animal would feel no pain uh, apparently uh -huh. you kill him as like the animal would not be screeching you would kill it very quickly one swift 
this, knock it off. This seems like Trump propaganda here. It's like, you know, the ca- <laughs> the calf is fucking screaming as shit as you're slaughtering it. And he's like, why is it screaming? It's not screaming. But it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Jews are really particular about this kind of thing. They really, really are. So, so is Donald Trump. He's very particular <laughs> about his propaganda. I'm just saying, like, have you ever read the rules of, like, kosher preparing food and things like that? No. I don't know all the rules for the slaughtering part, but when you're preparing food, like, you're never allowed to use the same spoon in diff- or the same um, utensils in different items of food um you when you're serving food you're not allowed to touch the plate that you're serving on like there's all kinds of really weird rules i don't know where they come from i guess it's because if the plate's dirty like you don't want to dirty the spoon i'm not really sure but can can you imagine sitting down at like a kosher restaurant and the guy accidentally touches the spoon to the plate and you're like fuck it's not kosher anymore i want my money back mm-hmm. like like that's just it's just like seriously you're gonna jew me as all this <laughs> there we go okay so go ahead we have to get in we have a quota for jew racism on each podcast and we didn't used to have a quota for jew jew juicism we're just going to call it juicism. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't used to have a quota for that until people freaked out on the Facebook page about it. Now we have now we have a quota and we have to meet it. Um, it's just for our entertainment, honestly. I'm sure you people like it, too. <laughs> Some of you. Others want to Jew us out of a good time. <laughs> okay. So Abraham and Sarah fed the angels and God. And in verses 9 through 15... Uh, God and the angels tell Sarah that by that time next year, she'd have a child. Now recall at this time, she's well past the age of childbearing. Um, she's like 90 now. Okay. So she laughs because she thinks it's hilarious. She, she doesn't believe. Well, God gets real pissed that she didn't believe him and that she laughed at him since she saw that God was mad. So she got scared and she fucking lied to him. She said, I didn't laugh. And God said, yeah, bitch, you did. And that was in that was in verse verse 15. Yes. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, bitch, you did. It was. But he said, yes, you did laugh. Does anybody else get the vague feeling that uh, at this point, Sarah is kind of like that really. attitude heavy like black girl in the class it's just like no no i didn't laugh i didn't teacher you lying Mm -hmm. fuck you man i'm gonna play on facebook (laughs) fucking liar (laughs) well so but she got scared she got really scared of god because she saw that he was mad so she lied but i think it's interesting because this shows another this is another example in the bible of women kind of being denigrated they're made out to be bad they're made out to be evil she lied to god and this is not the first time that she's done it and so i don't know i just feel like they make abraham out to be this holier than thou example of faith and righteousness and they make sarah out to be this faithless bitch well, this yeah, this is just uh, like you said. It's just another another little helping of uh, misogyny in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And painting painting with women is ungrateful. Pussies. 
<laughs> had to think of a word that wasn't too inappropriate, but was inappropriate enough, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that wraps up uh, Genesis chapter 18. And if you want, we can move oh, on. Oh, wait, I forgot oh, to. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I lied. Okay. Well, wait. I forgot to mention something. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so uh, you know, uh, at this point, though, I, I know that Sarah uh she she's in the tent and when god comes up which uh, you know he's got two angels with him right he's mm-hmm. got a posse yeah and i i just have to say like at, at this point in time are, are those jesus and the holy ghost like that are like walking pimp walking up with him <laughs> like about to be does he look at abram's like does um does a god have to slap a motherfucker like um but anyways but but God is supposed to be omniscient, but yet He asks Abraham to like, "Where's Sarah?" Yes, like he like could couldn't Abraham just be like, "Motherfucker, don't you know you're supposed to be omniscient and shit?" Well, God, well, I am not slaughtering calf after calf out of here for some non-omniscient motherfucker. <laughs> well, Abraham would never say that because Abraham is, you know, God's bitch, fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> bitch fuck boy <laughs> this is a clean podcast um not for children <laughs> uh, <like> child rape <laughs> but but i just find it odd that that that's it but interestingly enough i have brought this up to religious people how that's kind of a contradiction and you know what they say what they explain it by saying that god was merely testing abraham and allowing him to be faithful to him so, I mean, I guess I can kind of see where he's going with that, uh, where the argument would be going with that. But what kind of test is that? Hey, where's your wife? She's in the tent. What kind of test is that? Like, why would, I guess I don't understand. Because that's what he says in Genesis chapter, in, in Genesis 18, uh, verse 9. Where is your wife, Sarah? They're in the tent. Like, what? That's it. How is this a test? Uh, well, I mean, if you really think about Abraham's past, I mean, I think God could have went up and been like, hey, where's your sister at? He would have been, oh, she's in the tent. Well, <laughs> I'm married. What the fuck are you talking she's about? She's up on Pharaoh's nuts is where she's <laughs> at. <laughs> she's, she's busy getting drilled by Pharaoh and his sons. <laughs> That's where she's at. But no, I don't know how it could be a test or why God would want to test not only Abraham, but also Adam uh you know in the garden like like all these minuscule tests i don't see the point in them but uh, apparently you know god's good and he knows what's best so apparently well christians today even still believe that god tests you but get this john god will never give you more than you can handle nope that's why he has priests rape little kids cuz apparently they can handle it yep so what's next <laughs> So we're going to continue on in Genesis chapter 18 with the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, so so God sends the angels on to Sodom, and he stays with Abraham for a little while. And he basically warns, um, well, not warns, but tells Abraham what he's going to do in Sodom. Because Sodom has become <clears throat> a horrible place of sin. There uh, And there's all kinds of crazy shit going on in Sodom that... Um, you can probably imagine what it is because we get the word Sodomites from the city of Sodom. So 
there's lots of homoerotic shit going on in Sodom. And God doesn't like it. God does not like the homosexuals. <laughs> he said that really weird. He does not like the homosexuals. He does not like the homosexuals. Um, and he's really, he's really, it's not just homosexuality. There's, it's just the city is completely sinful and has no moral compass any longer. And he feels that way. Um, and it's not just Sodom, also Gomorrah, the whole plain area um, at this time. So he tells Abraham, um, I'm, I'm going to destroy, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, he says, in uh, Genesis eighteen twenty one, then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. So Abraham intercedes. So Abraham says, God, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? And I think this part's interesting because God was going to destroy the whole city, no matter who was in it, even if there were good people. Well, so Abraham is thinking, I'm sure, probably to himself, well, and not to himself because he fucking says it out loud to God. Where did he get his ball sack at? Because I thought that, like, God fuck boy. And then all of a sudden, his balls drop. And <laughs> he's well, like. Al well, also later on in the Bible, it does talk about how you can't question God. So I, th I think that at this point, God's just like, fuck, why don't I have a rule against this or something? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's. It's interesting because um, I think this kind of sets the precedent for God protecting the righteous because he was just going to destroy everybody. And Abraham is like, whoa, there are people like me, righteous people there. Will you treat them the same as you treat the wicked? Like, will what's the point? Basically, if God just destroyed the whole entire plane and didn't save the righteous, wouldn't it set a precedent for it doesn't really matter what you do. God's going to smite you. Well, yeah. And and keep in mind, this fuck is supposed to be omniscient, too, at this point. So he already knows whether or not somebody is righteous in Sodom. Right. So he knows, he, he would have already known beforehand. It's just like, oh, you live in Sodom? Well, um, I've got an order here to demolish that fucking piece of shit land. Um, I'm sorry about that. I don't care how much you slaughtered goats for me. You're, you're, you, maybe you should have moved. <laughs> well, yeah. And the, the one you were talking about where you're not allowed to question God is in Romans. Right. Um, but, but, but Abraham does. And so God says, okay, if there are 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will save the entire city. I won't destroy it if there are 50 righteous people there. So then Abraham, because, you know, he's, he's, he feels like he's gotten somewhere. He's like, okay, well, what if there's 45? And God's like, I, right. and he says, okay, what if there's 40? And God's like, God, God damn, damn, why you yeah. got to Jew me out of a fucking good time? <laughs> fine. So he says, fine. So then anyway, they get all the way down to 10. They go back and forth with this same shit over and over and over again, five at a time until they get to 10. 
And then God says, thou shalt not question me, bitch. <laughs> and God says, yes, I will, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy the city. Um, so then that ended the conversation and uh, God left and Abraham returned home. So that was the Abraham God portion. Now we're going to go, the, the angels left a little while ago, right? The angels left and they went to Sodom. So we're going to skip and this starts Genesis chapter 19, all right? So the angels, they went to Sodom and they went to see Lot, Abraham's nephew. Um, Lot was really hospitable, washed their feet, baked them unleavened bread, fed and housed them for the night. So he was very, um, very hospitable to the angels when they came. Even though the angels said they wanted to spend the night in the square, Lot said, no, you'll spend the night in my house. They agreed, so they all went to Lot's house. You know, interestingly enough, in uh, the History Channel's Bible mm-hmm. miniseries, yeah. the two angels that, that show up here, mm-hmm. fucking ninjas as shit. They're ninjas? They're ninjas. What? Yeah. yeah. Watch that. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It really is. Anyways, <laughs> if you haven't watched the Bible on the History Channel and you're looking for a really good laugh, that is the thing to do because it's so hilarious. Because like at this part in, in the in the Bible uh, on the History Channel, like they break out in like uh, in like ninja gear and they have like little ninja weapons, like and what? shit. Yeah, and they start like beating the shit out of the people. Okay, that's <laughs> not really how it goes in the Bible. No, it doesn't. And, and then and then of course they do their whole like like eyes like light up and they blind everybody we're getting to that they do that they do do that no no, well yeah that's what i'm saying but but for some reason the angels were like first we're gonna kick some ass we didn't (laughs) come here to not kick ass okay (laughs) that's a bargain we made with god he said yes and we're kicking ass (laughs) i think that the you can find that on netflix i'm fairly certain yeah i think i've got it saved on netflix um series um okay so Before the angels and Lot and their family went to bed for the night, all of the men in the whole fucking town show up at Lot's house. All right. They show up, they surround the house, and the men demand that Lot hand over the two men that showed up in the city because, see, they don't know that they're angels. They just know that they're two men that they don't know, right? And they want to fuck that ass. They want to fuck that new ass because apparently they've already tore up everybody else's. So <laughs> they've got some new ass and they want a piece of it, right? And and it's interesting because Lot goes outside to meet all the men that show up and tells them, Lot tells them, no, I will not hand over my guests to you. However, and Lot Lot is really let's make a deal kind of guy, you know? So he's like, I, I do have, I do have two virgin daughters that y'all can gangbang until you're con- your heart's content. And I, I will give you them if if you will spare my guests. Well, yeah, and and you have to, <laughs> you, you know, God ends up saving Lot. Obviously, I mean, we know we know the end of the story. Yes. So that means that at least Lot and his daughters and everything were righteous. 
Can you really imagine like calling a father like fucking father of the year for being like, oh, here, rape the fuck out of my daughters. Right. They won't mind. Run a train on these bitches. <laughs> like, what is that as all about? As long as I get to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't see ascribing father of the year or righteous no. in any kind of fucking sense to this guy who, who wants strange men to run trains on, on, the, on the daughters. Now, I do want to point out that the the reason why God seems to be upset with Sodom is not only for the sexual uh, promiscuity and uh, just immorality around sexual sexuality, but it's also because of their non-hospitable nature. Right. Um, you know, they, they came to Lot's house. They wanted the men so that they could rape the fuck out of them because, of course, that's what you do in, like... That's what you do to strangers. Wh- whatever BCE. It's like, oh, wait a minute. You're from Ohio? Here, let me take that ass. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Ohio ass is good. <laughs> Bend over, squeal like a pig, son. Ew. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I do, I do just want to point out that a lot of Christians use Sodom and Gomorrah as like reasons why God hates homosexuals. But if if you notice, it's not like the town was filled with homosexuals and, and, because I mean it just wasn't that fabulous. Well, I don't know, and and that's one of that's one of my next question. Well, one of my questions in regards to this is, it says right here. Hold on, let me find the verse here. Also, I would point out that if the men were going to take the daughters and, and run a train on them, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they're homosexual. That means they're bisexual. And so they just they just in general wanted to fuck well, it's something. Not, it's not necessarily about homosexuality as it is about sexual immorality. It's about promiscuity. Kind of like you said, they're they're not I think they also use this kind of as an argument for monogamy, like you're only supposed you know, you're you're not supposed to be going around town fucking everybody you see. Like that's not cool. Well, so here's what it says. Before they had, and this is Genesis uh, 19, verse 4. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. Can you imagine? All right, if you're listening to this, I want you to imagine your town, city, state, wherever the fuck you are. Just imagine if every single man sort of like just looked up and was like, the ass beckons. <laughs> <laughs> And like they, they like just a, walk. It's like a bat light. <laughs> yeah. It's like they just leave the house and they go and they surround your place. And it's like, we want to fuck that ass. Every single one of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's, it's interesting because you say, you know, it's not like all of them are homosexuals. No. And it's not necessarily that all of them were bisexual. So I don't understand. This verse I just don't understand because in any populace, you're going to have people of different sexual orientations in general. So like all of the men from every part of Sodom, young and old, are interested in tapping the ass of these two newbies from out of town. Like I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that and if if this whole thing was about homosexuality, mm-hmm. then that means the entire place would be just filled with men, wouldn't it? So it, instead of like all the men of the town, okay, no, you just mean all the people if it's just filled with filled with homosexuals. Well, no, I mean, you have to have women to have the children, but they'd have them chained up and shit and just use them to have children, and then they'd fuck each other for pleasure. They'd still have to fuck women to make more people. Well, I mean, if they're just mindlessly having homosexual sex, I don't think they'll care But then they're going to die off. Well, yeah, true, but when are we injecting logic into this shit? 
Well, that's kind of that's kind of what we're here for, John. Oh fuck! I did it again. <laughs> so anyway, lot Father of the Year award here. Have my virgin daughters. Um, you can fuck them. And so the guys, the the men that surrounded the house, they don't want anything to do with that because they want the men. They don't want the, the daughters. So they try to they try to they kind of charge at Lot to try to get into the house. And the angels open the door, grab Lot, drag him in, and then they proceed to blind all of the men there, blind them with some fucking holy angel light. Actually, this happens in Supernatural. The angel light. <laughs> the angel light, it blinds people and it burns their eyeballs out. You've seen it? Burns their eye holes out? So this is what happened in Sodom. Um, and then the angels. I, I gotta tell you, brings a whole new meaning to skull fucking someone. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so. Then the angels, who had not at this time told Lot of the city's destruction, tell him, hey, this bitch is going to get burned to the ground. And so he says, there the angels tell Lot, go get your family and any sons-in-laws that you might have um, and get them the hell up out of here. So Lot goes out and he talks to the men who are betrothed to his two daughters that he was recently just offered up for, for sexual pleasure to a bunch of crazy people. Um, and the sons-in-law don't believe him. Lot tells them, hey, the city is going to be destroyed. You need to come with us now. And they don't believe him and they stay. When dawn arrives, the angels tell Lot, leave, leave the city. So... Lot grabs his wife and his daughters and they run away. Um, and the angels tell them, uh, flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Well, because Lot is so righteous and follows directions so fucking well, he's like, um, excuse me. I really don't want to go to the mountains. Can you save this little town called Zor, please? Um, and we'll go there. It's just a tiny little town and the angels like, fine, fuck it, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I will save this little town call. I'll make sure that the Zor doesn't get destroyed. So that's where they go. I'm really surprised he was okay with it considering Zor sounds a lot like whore. <laughs> and I mean, they're fleeing a place that was known for whores, both male and female, I'm sure. So I don't, I don't, I don't know why, uh, that didn't play into his decision. I don't either. Well, it wasn't the it wasn't really up to the angels to decide, even though they said, fine, that's good. Stay there and flee quickly. They get to Zor. They get there. Um, and the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, all of the artistic images that you will see of Lot's family fleeing, it looks like his family is like just getting out of town before hellfire rains down on this bitch, right? But that's not really how it went. Right. Um, and I think that this is more or less um like art artists renditions. You know, you know that that shit that creationists like to throw in our face about evolution. Like, oh, it's just pretty pictures. Oh, oh okay. If you don't if you don't think that that a lot of Christianity is just based on pretty fucking pictures <laughs> well, maybe I mean, you should actually read your Bible. Well, I mean, that's that's all that flat earthers say we have of, of a globe Earth uh, pictures. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and climate change is just the, the thermometer. 
is just the thermometer like messing up. You know, climate change is not real because it was really fucking cold this morning. I know, right? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but, anyways, I, I think that I think that the the artist rendition is just that they were wanting to get the entire story in kind of right. one picture, and well, so yeah, that's and- why they depicted it like. And you can't really show them from another town looking at it's it's I mean, I get it. But a lot of people don't know that Lot and his family were safe in this town before the destruction of Sodom started and including Lot's wife. But they weren't allowed to look back toward the city. So once they were safe in in Zor, um, Lot's wife looked back over the plane and, and then, saw the destruction. Yeah, she saw the destruction and then she got salty as fuck. She did. She did. She got salty as fuck. A total salt lake. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> can, you, can you just imagine the night before? It's like, you're a bit salty. But what, <laughs> what I wonder is anybody else who would have been in the town where they fled to, if they would have looked over, would they have turned to salt? I don't think so, because God didn't tell them. So I guess I don't understand why God's so pissed at this bitch. Well, because God said, "Don't look back," and bitch, look back. So it's just like, ah, boom. You know, you're now, now, now you're a condiment. Well, I'll be deal. seasoning, <laughs> seasoning. <laughs> not condiment, seasoning. Yes, I. But here's the interesting thing. Honestly, I don't think that Lot or his family are righteous people. I think that the reason that they have favor with God is because of Abraham. That's the only reason, because Lot is Abraham's nephew. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, you know, God saved him. So I, I mean, just by just by Lot taking in the angels and treating them good, that well, made him true. righteous. The righteous, but you know, I have to say, even 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 Sandusky took in some kids and didn't fuck them. <laughs> well, the ones that Jerry took in and didn't fuck his son took care of them. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I guess, <laughs> there goes my theory. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so Lot's wife, pillar of salt. Well, so the next morning, Abraham got up and he looked over the plane. Because if you remember a while back, um, when, Abra- when Abram and Lot separated because they were they couldn't populate the same area because they had they were drained on resources that way Abram took the mountains and Lot took the plain well so Abraham is up in the mountains and they're all good and he looks over the plain and sees all the destruction now Abraham never knows well there's no record there's no record that Abraham ever knows what happens to Lot or his family there's no record that Abraham um even knows if he escaped or ever saw them again or ever knew of their fate well i i mean that's just how integral to the story you know Lot is but <laughs> i mean this just i honestly i think this just goes to show how much of a like um parable this particular story is with mm-hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah um, because I, I, I mean, it, it's a parable in order to teach, you know, Christians or Jews at the time, mm-hmm. how important, you know, following God's rules, God's laws, uh, not being sexually immoral and all this other stuff and being hospitable to people. Like, I think that that is the takeaway from this story in general 
not that it was an actual, like Lot was an actual person that fucked his daughters and then went on Jerry Springer. <laughs> well, they didn't go on Jerry Springer and they actually haven't fucked yet. So we're getting there. We're oh, almost God there. God damn. It's I the want them to thing. fuck. God. It's, it's the next thing. So you just need to calm down. So <laughs> settle my tits. We're getting to the incest. <laughs> <laughs> so Lot, they're in Zork. Lot is afraid to be in a city, and I and I I can imagine why because he saw what happened, or he didn't actually see what happened, but he knows what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah in the plane. Because here's what: not only did God rain hellfire down on the city, um, it he destroyed every structure, every life, all the animals, and all of the vegetation. He basically whoa whoa. whoa. What did the wildflower do to upset God in this particular area? Wildflower? Like, well, every vegetation, every plant, oh, every yes. er, everything. I mean, can you just imagine like some kind of sentient wildflower out there? And it's <laughs> the just fuck did I do? <laughs> yeah, like oh wait. So because I'm sitting next to these fucks, I get in trouble too. <laughs> fuck you, God. Hey, God damn. the lesson there is: be careful who you associate with. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't you dare associate with those sexually immoral fucks. <laughs> I, I heard Jimmy likes to go down. That ain't kosher. <laughs> Dad, you're trying to zoom out a good time. Oh, man. So, anyway. So, Lot's understandably afraid to stay in a city because if this city becomes morally corrupt as the plain cities, then, you know, he's he's going to have a problem. And he doesn't know if the angels would come to him and warn him and save him again. So he takes his two daughters and they left the city and they went to settle in a cave in the mountains. All right. Well, it's either it's either he thought that far ahead or he's like, well, goddamn, my wife is a pillar of salt. I can't fuck that. I do have these two daughters. But he doesn't choose. It's not him. Lot well, doesn't choose to fuck his daughters. Well, no, but it's just kind of like. Uh, it, it's kind of like um, there's a Netflix uh, movie, Breaking. Uh, oh, what is it? Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in in the in that particular thing, it has a cult leader that okay. that tells these four girls that the Earth has you know the surface has been destroyed, and he has them in a bunker. Oh, okay. And and the whole idea is that they're his, and you know, and, and of course he's going to end up fucking them, kind of thing, you know. But but Lot doesn't have necessarily any interest in having sex with his daughters. Let's let's just let's read on. Well, yeah, okay. Well, no, but see, it doesn't make sense because uh, I mean, well, okay, we'll, we'll read on, then I'll bring up my grievance then. Okay, so Genesis chapter nineteen verses thirty one through thirty eight. Uh, one day the older daughter said to the younger, our father is old and there is no man around here to lie with, uh, to lie with us, as is the custom all over the earth. First of all, how the fuck would they know what the custom is anywhere else but where they are? They don't have the internet. Well, I mean, that's where my grievance was uh, or is right now. Uh, because, I mean, they just left a town that just had a bunch of fucking people in it. It was a small town, so there weren't a bunch of people, but there were people there. Well, yeah. So, I mean, them saying, oh, there's no man around for us to fuck. 
Like, could could they not go down? Like, I get that that they went up to the mountains because, of course, God's going to destroy the city. But I mean, couldn't like, uh, couldn't they just go down there, find a man, or maybe, uh, you know, um, fuckface lock uh, lot. <laughs> slip well, I mean, of the tongue there <laughs> well so here's the thing we don't really know how long they've been in the cave at this time like it just says one day it, the the bible is really piss poor at time at, at tracking time well yeah but i would think that if zor was destroyed i mean well, that seems Zor didn't get destroyed they were just lot was afraid that it might like sodom and gomorrah well right so i mean if zor wasn't destroyed then there surely would have been somebody down there to fuck well yeah but lot wouldn't let his daughters go there because he was afraid they would be killed of course i don't know what the fuck he cares he was gonna let a bunch of dudes run train on him <laughs> all of a sudden i'm i'm worried for your safety <laughs> Daddy, what? <laughs> yeah, we was about to be in in like a Pornhub video back there, right? And now, now you're concerned about our safety? Fuck off! Right? There was some browser shit going on. Actually, there's some browser shit about to go on. You ready? All right. Um, let let's get our father to drink wine and then lie with him to preserve our family line through our father. So they're concerned about their family line ending apparently they had no brothers um at least i'm not really sure um but um, they're concerned about preserving their family line well yeah it's it's kind of odd that they use that well this particular version of it uses family line because i mean that's what you know that's what um the royal families in europe and everything did for the longest time. Yes, they would they would inbreed until they were you know <laughs> they they had an eye on their forehead. Well, because they had to they had to maintain the purity of royal blood. You couldn't introduce commoner blood into well, royal. Well, yeah, but but when, but when your newest son starts licking the wall, <laughs> they're, they're like maybe we should start marrying some cousins or something here. <laughs> but they, they didn't know that was why they didn't understand genetics. Well, no, they didn't understand genetics. I'm just saying that they were like, all right, listen, Samuel the twenty fourth over there is busy licking the cat's asshole. I think that maybe we should start. We should start fucking people. Out. <laughs> holy shit all right let's continue then um that night they got their father to drink wine and the older daughter went in and lay with him he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up um uh, okay so here's the difference right here and i know we're gonna get some sjw's jumping on our shit this particular part of the, uh, of the podcast because this is where the whole rape thing um, kind of goes out the window for me because if they got him so blackout drunk, mm -hmm. like how did they get him hard enough to like get in him and then and then orgasm? Because when you it's it and, and I mean this is just biology uh, of of how our bodies work and how like uh, the uh, penises work, um, and you know it. it <laughs> Alcohol in general is a blood thinner, right? So I mean, it, you know, if if you're drunk enough to where you pass out, I, I sincerely doubt that you're going to be able to get hard. Now, that's not to say that if you get drunk, you can't get hard. That we're talking about a level of drunk right here where you don't open your eyes, right? It's this is necrophilia <laughs> here. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And so she goes in there and she fucks him. Uh, first question is, well, how did you fuck him? There's no way that you could have fucked him. Also, like, there's no it- amount of dick sucking that's going to get that shit hard enough. Well, I mean, they call, you know, there's whiskey dick. That's a thing. That's a, it's a legit thing, but it, you know, it won't, you can't get it up when you're that kind of drunk. Um, But also, too, weren't they virgins? Like, I mean, the, it, I'm yeah. sorry, but if, if your, if your stuff isn't, um, stretched, loosened out a little bit, <laughs> like if, if, if you're, if you're at that particular level, um, a soft, this is just really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to do it. It's not going to be able to do it. But anyway, apparently it did. It did. Or, or, or maybe Lot was just that small. It was like threading a needle. But it's still, you have to have, it has to be hard enough to be able to push, th- like to push in. It doesn't matter if he's small. It's not going to go in if it's not j- even, if it's not hard. Yeah. Good point. I mean, it's just going to squish. <laughs> it's just going to squish. <laughs> my dick my dick is hurting right now just even talking about this. Not in a good way either. So the next day, the older daughter said to the younger, last night I lay with my father. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight. And you go in and lie with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they got their father to drink that wine or wine that night also. And then the younger daughter went in and lay with him. Again, he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So remember, Lot bears the seal of righteousness placed upon him by God. He does no wrong. (laughs) Well, of course, again, just like with Eve, just like with Sarah, just like with, I guess, Hagar, Mm -hmm. it is the women's fault. Always. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and also, at what point did incest become wrong? Because the reason why I'm pointing this out is because you'll get a lot of creationists, or not creationists, but just Christians in general that argue that, uh, well, okay, yes, that did happen in the Bible, but... God was pointing it out that it was wrong. Like, this was wrong of them to do. But it's wrong all of the sudden. Right. Because it hasn't been wrong throughout history. Of course, we've talked about this a little bit before. Possibly it's the fact that it's father and daughters or mother and sons. Because incest didn't, so far as we know, parents didn't have children with their children. The children had children with each other. Mm, yeah. So maybe that's the problem here is that it's the parents and the children, and that's why it's bad. It's the dad and the daughters. I don't know, maybe. Because if, if they were fucking their brothers, it would be totally fine because Abraham and Sarah have sex, and it's totally fine. They're brother and sister. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly, I, just, I believe that it's the fact that, he, that the parents don't fuck the children, and that's the problem. But there is no issue with brothers and sisters fucking. Okay. Well, you know, it's kind of odd that you bring that up because um, I don't know if you guys know about the Oedipus complex. I don't. You don't? School me. Okay, school in time. Uh, Oedipus Rex uh, is a Grecian story that was told. Um, it's like a you know one of the one of the stories that's meant to teach a, a lesson. Oedipus Rex sounds like the name of a cute dinosaur. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Oedipus Oedipus gets abandoned by his parents when he's very young. Okay. Um, and then he goes off and he lives with surrogate parents and then eventually grows up and uh, eventually slays his father. This is very condensed, by the way. 
telling of this. All right, he he slays his father, in which he takes over his unknown father. Like he didn't know the guy was his father, but oh, he, he slays didn't... him in battle. So it wasn't like it wasn't like a revenge thing. I'm going to kill you because you abandoned me. He right. didn't know it was his father. Right. Okay. So he kills him like in a battle kind of thing, and he takes over his throne. Mm-hmm. And and when that happens, of course, you also get the queen. Who's his mother? Who's his mother? <gasps> does and he, so does he fuck his mama? Oh, he fucks her raw dog. Yeah, hard. Uh, but eventually, <laughs> eventually, they, he figures out that it is his mother that he's been fucking, right? Right. And the mother finds out that it's her son that she's been fucking, and so like the mom cuts out her eyes. And and Oedipus, I think he has a breakdown or something like that. I I can't exactly remember this part, but I know that the mom ends up cutting her eyes. Okay, out. time out. All right. The fuck is that going to do? You have already done <laughs> fucked him. What good is it to blind yourself? Like, why go through that? You're already upset enough with the fact that you've been fucking your kid. So, like, what the hell? Like, what? Legit, what is that gonna do? I, I don't know. It was, she can't look at herself anymore. Is that right. what it is? I, I think so. I don't know exactly what the symbolism is in the story about What's the, the symbology kind of, there. Yeah, the symbology. <laughs> um, but uh, my my whole point in telling this story and elongating our episode here uh, is that you know the whole idea that that I guess parents and their children shouldn't be fucking. Uh, has has examples outside of the Christian faith. Yeah. So I think that it, that that your your theory here has has some pretty good weight behind it, considering like the cultures at the time, and especially Grecian culture, what which is where all this shit was written. <laughs> I'm incredibly smart. Yeah, you are. <laughs> okay, so back to Lot's daughters. Also, if anybody call calls out some Oedipus complexes. That that means that you want to fuck your mom. Oh, oh, I, I love my mom, but I'm really not interested in her in that way. So Lot's daughters, they both get pregnant by their father. Apparently, they're all synced up and shit. Fuck, and, one and fucking done, <laughs> right? One and done for both these bitches. Two nights in a row. That limp dick motherfucker can impregnate some bitches, huh? <laughs> right, and we don't even know how old he is at this point because. He's, I mean, he's Lot's nephew at this point. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's Abraham's nephew. At this point, Abraham is 100 years old. So Lot's no spring chicken. Nope. So the older daughter has a son. She named him Moab. Moab sounds like the Hebrew for from father. How creepy uh, is that? Oh, fuck gross right yeah he he also plays banjo and his favorite <laughs> song is like a pig so he's the father of the moabites of today apparently that's a group of people moabites we'll need to look that up we'll need to talk about that um the younger daughter also had a son interestingly enough they both had sons um and she named him ben ami which is like b-e-n hyphen A-M-M-I. So any of you bitches out there, sorry, any of you women out there, who (laughs) name your children with hyphens, you're still dumb as fuck, but it came from the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and and Ben-Ami means son of my people. 
And he is the father of the Ammonites today. Mm. I don't know who those people are either. Yeah. Who who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it, isn't it? Yes, that's all, right. all. So so what do we have for Thursday? So Thursday we have Abraham deceives Abimelech. Now Abimelech is a king. Um and we're going to we're going to learn about Abimelech or Abimelech. We could go with either. They're both correct pronunciations. I'm I'm learning how to speak from um spicy. Oh, okay. Yes. That makes sense. And um Abimelech ding dong. And Betsy DeVos. She's really really smart. Hey, you know what? What? I think Betsy DeVos is a lot smarter than we all give her credit for. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, nobody can make fun of you in memes if they can't read. But anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna in learn fact, about Abimelech. My, um, my joke failed <laughs> <laughs> because there's too much logic here. Um, we're gonna learn about Abimelech and Abraham, and um, Abraham does the thing again with Sarah being his sister. And, you know, she's not my wife. She's my sister. He does the thing again. He does the thing again that he did in Egypt that God told him not to do. He does it again. Well, it's not only in Egypt. Or wait, I guess it was only in Egypt up until this point, right? That he said, nope, she, she's my sister. Yes, that was just in Egypt. That was okay. just when they went to Egypt for the so famine. This, so this is another fucking time where he's like, oh, bitch, I, no, I don't blame you. Fuck, well, he told her, here's the thing. Before they left for their journey to Egypt, um. He told her, if any men, you know, if we come upon any people, um, they might want to take you. And so to spare me, tell anyone that you're my sister, which she is. So it's not totally a lie. But anyway, that's how that works. So we're going to talk about Abimelech and, sh- and, um, and what happens there. Uh, we're going to talk about the birth of Isaac. So Sarah has a Abraham's son, Isaac. Um, we're going to talk more about Abraham and Abimelech and how they settled their dispute um, over lands and other things. Um, we're going to talk about the expulsion of Hagar and Ishmael because Sarah is a spiteful wench, even though this whole thing was her fucking idea. Um, and that's going to wrap up Thursday. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like an awesome episode. Well, yeah. well, we are both very glad that you guys were able to join us today. You know, we, we appreciate all the support that we're seeing on every video. We would also love for you guys to comment down below. And let's see, what's a good question for you guys to answer today concerning, uh, you know, the topics at hand? So tell me, tell me what God and Abraham were talking about while they were killing the calf. You think it was just casual business talk or what? Let me I don't know. know. He's comments. a blood god. He's a blood god, and he's on earth, so he can actually put his fingers in the blood. So I don't know. It might be like he it, he might be getting himself a little bit of a chubby about oh, it. Oh, fuck yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's just like he's like Dexter. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he if he you know put his dick in there and started swishing it around. Stop. Ew. Ew. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like I said, I'm glad that you guys are supporting this and uh, supporting uh, us in, in this whole couple of years of going through this fucking Bible yeah. day by day. So uh, I hope that you guys will have a lovely, lovely day today. And, and don't forget to stand up and use your voice. We'll see y'all later. Bye, y'all. <laughs>